Hello, podcast listeners. This is The Witch. The Witch. Guys, we just watched a scurry movie. 2015's amazing horror film called The Witch. Or Vitch. Or Vitch. Mm-hmm. Which was based off of some um, pamphlets and some literature from from and a spelling of it at the time. What I learned. Interesting. Because he had this extreme fidelity to the 1600s that really screams through if you like watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that really stands out about it. Is it's a, it's intense historical fidelity. Um, spoiler alert for anyone that has not seen uh, which. Watch it. Watch it. But also, we're going to tell everything about this. Yeah, so, so maybe don't listen to this. Don't listen to this if you ain't seen Witch. If you don't want to watch Witch and you want to know what it's about, well, get ready. Buckle your dick in. Do you want to taste butter? Ooh. Do you want to live deliciously? Yeah, I do. Okay, but you can't be whispering. <laughs> no one can hear you. Look at your waveforms. Teeny tiny it little works babies for like what this show is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I just thought we uh, here at Podcat, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. Yes, you did it. You kept the universal running. Thank you. Um, Fidelity to these weird tropes. Yeah. This exactly. is what comedy Bing Bing has taught me. <laughs> I have you, never you, heard of comedy. You turn the butter. Churn <laughs> <laughs> the butter. The butter. Okay. Anyways, Sam. Yes. This is a high quality show, high yes. quality people, high quality production, yes. high quality release times. Yes. Um, everything about this particular show screams what Donald Trump wishes he was. <laughs> we are the embodiment of the soul of. I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm drunk. We're having it's... a great Saturday night. It's a fun Saturday night. Or you Sunday early morning. Let's call it Sunday. Sunday morning. Darling podcast listeners, I watched my wife slice a lemon with a pizza cutter. This is the first thing I got my hand on. Just minutes ago. <laughs> so it's it's been really fun. But yeah, the witch we were terrified the whole time i was very scared were you scared uh i was yeah i was scared some of the time but we had a very different reaction to the movie and i think you really came around to seeing my interpretation oh yeah yeah of this of this film Uh um because i was scared the entire time through and then at the very end i was like oh and i had a complete paradigm shift yeah 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 so let's get into the witch. Now, I do say, even in adhering to your point of view of the movie, which I do I do subscribe to, that I do think it's a universe in which there are shades of gray and darkness in any path you take in that world. You know? Like, that is a world where there's not an easy ride <laughs> that exists. Well, yeah, it's the 1600s. It's the 1600s. Yeah, it's the 1600s. If you're not Christian, you're dead. Uh-huh. And, and this is a world with Satan. With witches, with like supernatural things that stalk you, that murder you, that kill you, that eat you. And it's the 1600s is the scariest part of the movie, which is like a significant and important thing. Yeah, you have no community. In a lesser movie, the scary thing would be the witch or the scary thing would be the 1600s. But in this movie, there's like a lot to be scared of everywhere. Okay. So thank you, Sam, for setting the scene of the witch. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay. 
I wasn't being facetious. Okay. I was saying thanks. I can't understand you. <laughs> your, your accent's weird. Yes, go on. Okay, anyways. So, here we are in the 1600s, and bro, uh, dad bro, is like, well, let's call him dad daddy. Yeah, dad daddy. Dad daddy is like, hey, I don't like this church shit you're doing. And the church is like, well, dad daddy, you can get the fuck out. And they exile him and his wife and their four children. Yeah. No, five children. Uh Uh-huh. At this time, yeah. And Dad Daddy is like, um, he's like, fuck your noise forever. And you yeah. think of the, this, this this court is going to be kind of bigoted and insane because it's the 1600s. But they're like, sir, can we please give you any opportunity to say anything besides that? Because we don't want to do what you're forcing us to yeah, do. He and is... he says, my voice is too deep for this land. And no one else can hit my register. And until someone can sing with me in acapella, I will not sing acapella alone in this church choir. And fuck you forever is what he then said yeah, word for word he is the kanye west of the 1600s <laughs> he's very easy <laughs> he's, he's going down easy <laughs> yeah so dad daddy is like all right we're leaving and his wife is like uh what and uh thompson what's her name thomason 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 like do you see how much she hesitates to walk out of that church hall yeah because she's she like, like what? No. Like, she cannot say anything in that moment. She's like, I don't think she's like, no. She's just like, oh, my entire world was here. And now that yeah. world is like, you can't be here no more. But everyone was just like, yep, whatever dad daddy says. Absolutely. In fact, the wife is like, this is great. Isn't my husband excellent? And she and Tom Thompson is just like. <laughs> Listen, sometimes people are ridiculous. And they're like, my husband is a man of the Lord. And I'll do whatever he says. Yeah. Boy, she I'm, was real eighteen hundreds mm. Mormon wife about it. You know what I mean? Oh right, yeah, yeah. okay, or sixteen hundreds Christian wife yeah. about it. Same thing, whatever. Really. I mean, t- Mormon is Mormonism is two hundred years behind whatever the world is. So eighteen hundreds Mormon wife is very sixteen hundreds Christian wife. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's making me extremely sad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so these these uh, this family. They're like, look, we're going to go out here. We're going to try it out on our own. We're not going to. Please respect my desk. And that is your calculator. I don't know why it was resting on top of a dice. It's because that's where I had it. Okay. Go on. (laughs) Anyways. Are we a a group of eccentric tabletop role-playing scientists? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't. Yes, we are, actually. Have we met? (laughs) Anyways, so then, oh no, I spilled my drink down my face and on my moves. That's not right. good. That's very cold. Do you remember when I was filling up this glass and we were just talking about stuff and then I suddenly the glass was full of crushed ice, like to the rim? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was sweet. You were so engaged in conversation with me that you didn't even notice the glass. That was very sweet. Yes. It was sweet and not silly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, hold on. Dad, daddy, mom, daddy, and uh, all their babies go out into the woods. The fucking woods. Now, I will say briefly as we exit town, because I want to talk a lot about this movie, because I liked it a lot. Yeah, let's talk for hours. The costuming 
and everything was very exquisite and everything felt very like there's this extreme historical fidelity to it that feels very real and really immerses you in it but um in the town you know everyone there's those pretty cool costumes um the this is a four million dollar movie made 40 million dollars in theaters the one thing they would have spent more money on where they spend more money was costumes costumes is where they felt they kind of shortchanged at cut corners and the costume director who's kind of this famous costume director really wanted to spend more on costumes so i just want to say that point as we're exiting the town where we see all the people because for the rest of the movie it's very very limited cast it's actually which is our naked they couldn't afford clothes it's not it wasn't our editor. okay spoilers just, just kidding. jesus christ i'll get there <laughs> just kidding about the witches being naked being why funny Go listen on. okay so they leave they pray they call they start a farm mm-hmm. and um thomason who is our main character yeah uh the first thing that we see from her is her praying mm-hmm. and she's praying because um she's not doing good in her chores She's being very disobedient to her parents, mm-hmm. and she's not praying enough, so she's praying about that, mm-hmm. and she's very unhappy. Uh, wants to be better. Wants to be better. I mean, good for her, and, you know, if you want to be better through God or whatever, good, good, good. Where was I going? The next scene. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Problem. So then, uh, let's just talk about what happens, okay. like the the fun shit that happens. Okay. Well, she plays peekaboo. So with let's Sam, baby let's, Sam. Okay, so first of all, baby Sam that they got was ugly, and I was just like, mm, "That's not a pretty baby." And then they were like, "Oh, baby Sam," and I was like, mm, "It's better now." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, she is laying her baby brother Sam on the ground and playing peekaboo with them and it is the cutest little thing they're like peekaboo and the baby giggles and laughs and everyone's having a great time uh thomason is the one that's playing Mm peekaboo right Mm -hmm. and then she does peekaboo and you see like the screen kind of goes dark as she closes her eyes or covers her eyes and then it opens up on the baby and then the shot goes dark opens up on the baby dark baby and then dark, and then the baby's gone. And you're like, what? <laughs> and she looks at the woods, and there's just like kind of like this rustling, but nothing else, right? Uh-huh. And then we, the viewer, see this red cloak running through the woods. And we're like, oh, okay. What, what? Is she running through the woods to get her brother or something? Bitch, no. That's the witch. Uh-huh. See, when I first saw, saw yeah, I, until later we see the witch, I thought that that was her running through the woods looking for her oh, brother. Oh, yeah, no. I, I initially I thought like, oh, that's her, that's her looking for her brother. But then I was like, oh no, it's unhumanly fast. It's got to be the witch. The very first thing I thought of was labyrinth when that happened. When it's like a, a girl, a little unhappy with her fate, unwittingly, slightly wishes her younger brother away. Oh, but this and wasn't the case her. of that girl. No, it she wasn't. She enjoyed little it wasn't. Sam. And she did. And she wasn't wishing him away. <laughs> but, like, maybe I thought we were going to understand that she was oh, or something. Oh, okay. And that, like, felt a little labyrinthy to mm-hmm. me. Okay. So you made it up. And that felt the labyrinth to make you. make up in my head that I felt in that moment okay. was labyrinth. That wasn't real. That wasn't in the movie, friends. No. So then she goes uh, back to, and then we get back to her house and everything. And, oh, no, wait. No, we don't. Then we see the worst butt of all time. It's, oh, oh, do they boy. immediately do the baby stuff? Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah, don't they? yeah, because then we're like, oh man, who's got this baby? 
and we see this like naked figure walking around the baby and we're Mm -hmm. like hmm that doesn't seem good nudity in an adult and a baby are just like immediately it's like okay every red flag unless unless baby is getting in the shower with that person yeah it looks like a bathing situation by that baby's immediate parent Mm -hmm. it's just extraordinary red flag yeah and then we and... see the baby kind of caressed just a little bit, yeah. and the caress leads into finding a knife, a giant knife that's right next to the baby, and then kind of holding that knife a little bit on and over the baby. Yeah, and then the screen goes black. Fade to black. And, and then... then working with a lot of red goo. Pulverizing it in the same way that one might pulverize... Um... <laughs> I don't know, like drugs in the 1600s. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know, whatever. Like yeah. something you pulverize in a in a mortar and pestle. And rubbing it all over. A oh, man. And then Sam was just kind of like, oh, shit, this is crazy. And I'm like, oh, man, she's about to rub that shit all over her body. And sure enough, she fucking does. It's all over her, this mm-hmm. old, old lady. She's very old. Um Veronica, could you please share with the listeners of the Podcast Podcast, the Premier Podcast, the Podcast Podcast Network, what the name of the actress who plays this witch is? Uh, yeah, her name is Bathsheba. Yes, that's her real name. That's her real fucking name. Veronica, would you... Bathsheba Garnet. Would you please share with the listener um, what year Bathsheba Garnet was born? Uh, in the year of our Lord, 1984. And by Lord, I mean me. That's no, 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 my no, no, birth no. year. 1984 was the year she was born into film. Oh, yeah, that's film. when she was born into film. What was the year that she was born on this earth? I don't know. 1925. 1925. She is four years older than my granny. 19. 19- 25. And I'm so glad you mentioned the 80 year because that year in the 80s is when she started her film career, which is she's had a great film career. Yeah, I find that huge. inspirational. You can be born in the 60s and then be 92 and be a fucking goddamn born badass in the 60s, witch. Be born in the 20s. Excuse me. You can be in your 60s, mm-hmm. start a new career, brand mm-hmm. new career. Yeah. And then by the time you're 91, 92, be a badass witch. Yeah, that's my life goals, really. Yeah. Uh, so anyways... And by the way, she did a great job. She really did. I, I, everyone was killing it. Daddy Dad, Datterson, was really good. Witch Daddy was good. Witch Daddy was Mom really daddy good. Mom Daddy was good. Mom Dad Daddy, daddy was, was good. good. Teen Daddy was good. Tom Thompson Daddy was super great. Thomas and Daddy was awesome. Thomas Daddy. I think like, she did a haunting performance. It was really good. It was good. very good. Uh, so anyways, there's a lot of Witch Daddies. <laughs> and uh, so anyways... Then the worst happens. They go back to the scene. And I think that this film really explored and showed how I would feel um, to, to lose a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't say that I don't say that with like, oh, well, my experience, of course, would be so much different from other mothers or anything like that. But I think it really accurately explored like what it would be like to be a mother and suddenly your infant child is just Gone. gone no closure gone no not like died from something where you can accept that this has happened and they're trying like to say horribly gone yeah they're trying to say like oh it was a wolf a wolf took it and it's very clear that thomason doesn't believe that she does not she doesn't only the dad says the wolf and the dad um is a very the most religious and superstitious of all of them i think like i think the mother is well for sure. yeah yeah well is extraordinarily devoutly religious and extraordinarily devoutly superstitious yeah i'll say 
and he has an instinct to go back and forth. He's really uh, on some things, but he likes Tom Thompson. He's like the, uh, him and the brother Thomason. Thomason. He likes Thomason quite a bit, so he immediately needs to find a way to rationalize this story to be more palatable to him. Yeah, for his liking Thomason. So he believes wholeheartedly believes the Wolf story in part because that's how they can reconcile. Um, you know, how could this have happened kind of a thing. And he's just like, it is a matter of fact that it's a wolf. Mm-hmm. Which felt real. To, uh, every, a lot of people's choices, there was a lot of great writing choices that made people feel very real and human. And the dad, in like forcing, and no fans or buts about it, I believe this, uh, a kind of story on top of it. It was a fucking wolf. Yeah. yeah. Felt real. Yeah. It, it, people dealing with grief in different ways, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the mother uh, resigns herself to her bed, and we pick up six days, or less than six days, um, since the disappearance of the baby. And the dad is like, hey, uh, son, who's maybe, what, nine, ten? Oh, upsettingly young. Upsettingly young, yes. Terribly young. Okay, the one thing about this movie that was, like, kind of, ugh, mm. was... I don't know how old Thompson's supposed to be in this movie. How old do you think she's supposed to be? I think she's supposed to be maybe 13. Okay, yeah. The actress is 18. uh, But the actress is playing young. And we as the viewer totally understand that maybe this actress is 18. Probably is because it's a terrible horror movie. But is supposed to be playing significantly younger than her actual age. And the reason that I say that she's about that age is because the mother talks about her getting her period. That's right. She does mention she's just showing signs of womanhood, I think, mm-hmm. she, as she says it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So in the 1600s, she's no longer a child. She right. is like, we need to get this person out, of, yeah. out of our house and sold because to them. You're skipping ahead, Sam. <laughs> You're skipping ahead. The only people who are listening who don't want the whole movie spoiled are people who have already seen it. So we can skip around a little bit if it makes sense narratively to our podcast. Okay, that's fair. Um. <clears throat> She got her period. <laughs> but I was just going to say the one thing that was upsetting and uncomfortable in this movie, in a very upsetting and uncomfortable movie, but in a good way, was the, us as the viewer, or like not us as the viewer at all, the camera as the young boy kind of ogling his sister a little bit. Yeah. That was that was un- uncomfortable. And it, it wasn't like, it's well, human okay. if it happens once. It was uncomfortable that we get to sit there do multiple times in a movie that's otherwise so purposeful. Well, but I also wonder, too, if that... Because it's talked about later in the film. And... It is. It is upsetting. Yeah. It yeah. is disturbingly talked about at the very end of the film. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll talk about this a little bit later. Because it really hit on some points that I've seen, like, in real life. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about it... And in retrospect, I was kind of like, okay, does this make sense for, for it to even be in the film, right? Um, and I think it does because it really showed the isolation of this yeah. family. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, so I Only think... girl whatsoever in the entire universe. For yeah, this for him. Boy. He was going through puberty and just feeling changes. Yeah. Yeah, so Which he Which is a didn't... weird thing. Yeah, yeah, he had no other interaction. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, period. And he cared about her and liked her mm-hmm. and would never have done... From what you understand about his character, especially when he sac- makes sacrifices and takes mm-hmm. on personal risk for her, someone who is, like, 
more than anyone in the film um, concerned about his immortal soul, right? Yeah. Extraordinarily concerned. He takes on risk and sacrifice for her. We're to believe that he, like, cares about her and her welfare in a very significant way, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So he would never do anything to harm her or anything. It's just, you know, crazy isolationism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the next thing that we see are, you know, the mom just isolated in bed, does not want to get out of bed completely understandable Mm -hmm. um but then the dad takes out the son into the woods and he's like hey i have this one giant musket um (laughs) the crops are fucking failing because i basically was like hey fuck you to this religion we're out Mm -hmm. and yet i have no survival skills to feed you and your fucking five Mm -hmm. or four other brothers and sisters so I will say the barn that was in progress and the home that was erected looked very impressive for them having built it on their own with their but did they? one season. I don't think that they did. I you think, think that this is something that the property that they purchased? I think that it is a property that they took over because someone else left it. Oh, you think so? Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. It would have it, it's not feasible. So it is not feasible for a young teen, a dad and a mom who's nursing and all of that. To have built that home in a single season. Okay. That's just not feasible. That's helpful. Because the movie does an interesting and subtle job of really building up the dad and then slowly tearing him down. And I mean, not that they really build him up at first because at first you're like, oh my God, he's dooming his family. But then he seems to like have a lot of positive characteristics that are like, you like, you want to hate him. And then you're like, oh, but he's just trying and he's, oh, he's doing this well. And he's doing this well. And he's doing this well. But then like slowly but surely, you know, it's, it's, it's being awful. And the one thing where I was always like, well, maybe like things would have been okay if they weren't supernaturally bad was the home. But if, if I'm to understand that he just either found or purchased it, then that, that that's different. Oh, yeah. And I don't even think that he was good at that. Like, he didn't even have enough firewood. <laughs> like, okay, so I have watched a lot of historical, like, bullshit about, like, what it took families to survive a winter mm-hmm. in this era. And... We see his firewood stack and like immediately, like I almost had that like, oh man, really having to push suspension of disbelief here because that's not enough. Now, to be fair, okay, every waking spare moment of his life is spent in the acquisition of firewood. Like that's you, very fair. Like that is the number one thing that he expends time and energy yeah. on is on gathering firewood. It's so, very, he's like the worst Fortnite character. And he's a <laughs> great reference, just swinging that big axe everywhere. Swinging axe. I don't know how to wood. play this game. He's <laughs> swinging it. This year, cheating. <laughs> great reference. Yeah, but that is just a shitty Fortnite player. Yeah. He calls everyone else uh, hackers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hackers. even that he lost, it's that they have to have been cheating. Yeah. Yes, perfect. <laughs> but I will say, if because the characters are so believably what they are, mm-hmm. like another, a lesser movie would have really demonized people, full stop. And people are still terrified. People do terrible things to one another because people are human. But yeah, it's because you're in the 1600s and people do awful things. Well, and people in yeah, all times, are all times. But yeah. people in the 1600s do specifically awful mm-hmm. things in a very specifically awful way. Yeah, and 
very believably and very for, for like understandable motivations if you are to understand how religiously and sincerely religiously these people are. Mm-hmm. And this movie respects that and believes that, mm-hmm. right? Full yeah. stop. Yeah. So if you were to believe that somebody for the religious convictions had to leave, and I understand that that's, if you're going to do your family, that's all moral jeopardy. But if you are to suspend your disbelief on that thing mm-hmm. and accept that, then I don't think you can fault him on firewood if you see him every waking second doing firewood. You know what I mean? That's fair. I mean, how do we know? I mean, well, I don't know because it is, they are harvesting corn. And so they are harvesting corn and it doesn't It's got to be like October, November. Yeah, it's October, November, man. Yeah. No. But, but would they have the horse? They are understood to have some amount of money. They thought they'd have a lot more, but they have some amount of money. And town is a, a right away. One day's ride. One day's ride. So there is some possibility of financial transaction that is... I understand that that gets extinguished very quickly. Yeah. But in their plans for this winter, their plans for the winter are not just the things they have in the farm at mm-hmm. first. That becomes the plan. Yeah. But at first, the plan is the things we have in this farm, plus dad's going to steal everything and sell everything, plus this and that. He's, he's already, in his mind, made sacrifices that the family's included on that include money being a part of their survival. Well, so now he takes his son, um, <clears throat> who is nine, ten years old, <clears throat> and is like, hey, bud, we're going to go out into the woods. And the son is like, whoa, you told us never go into the woods. Yeah, never, ever. And I listen to rules. Yeah, He's I at a stage of childhood development where rules yeah. are the most essential guiding thing. Exactly. Which rules is heartbreaking so, to see. so important to him. As someone who has seen children at that age in that stage of development mm-hmm. and taking classes on childhood development that talk about that, yeah. to watch someone have their universe be built around rules and have that universe be slowly, systematically be ripped away from that person, that's a very sad thing to watch. Yeah, for sure. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so the dad takes the son into the woods and shows him all these secret traps that he has been uh, putting up in the woods to catch small game. So we're looking at squirrels, rabbits, yeah. raccoons, possums, right? Um, so they find something and then, or they set a trap and then all of a the sudden they see this fucking amber-eyed rabbit. That rabbit. It was very good. Oh. And... I, did you know that it was the like either the witch or some kind of a, a demon type thing oh, at that point? I immediately believe that the rabbit was a familiar was my first thought. Oh, okay. And I thought the witch was washing him through the familiar, but I wasn't exactly sure on the rules of magic or anything. But yeah, the the rabbit is absolutely a supernatural thing related to the witch of the woods. Yeah. It's doing it. So um very like um maleficent magic where oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. one evil con- has everything to do with all the other evils that are around the specific area. Yeah. And they're all tendrils of the main beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very maleficenty in that rabbit. But anyways. Yeah, 100%. So they see the they see this rabbit and the dad is like, oh, fuck yes, finally. I'm going to get to eat tonight. Yeah. You're going to get me some meat. He says, praise God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets his goddamn musket out and his son is like loading the musket for him after his son has a fucking breakdown oh, about yeah. whether or not their baby Sam has gone to hell. Yeah. Because they did not baptize did this not. baby. And everything about their religion is like, hey, until you get baptized, yeah. And you there's know? a point to the movie, which is very authentic mm-hmm. in the 1600s, how much you beg for salvation. Oh, yeah. You beg for Oh, my God. All the fucking time. It's so sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so that was so sad. And like this kid has a breakdown. The dad like kind of reassures him and he's like, Hey, it was a wolf. It's no problem. And we are praying that, you know, Sam is in heaven and all the stuff. And I liked how it was a really theology conversation. Mm -hmm. Like the dad had a vision of uh, religion and so did the kid. And they were a little bit different, but they were like, it's someone growing up religious and really believed religion and then had... Um, conversations that I would consider at the time edifying where you're like talking about someone sincerely and it's a whole vision of the thing I, I, I thought this film handled that very well and it was really interesting it really reminded me of conversations that we've had with Noah in the past couple of weeks um, where our kids are obviously not raised in a, a deeply Christian household or anything like mm-hmm. that um, but they do get to hear about some of the politics world news and things like that that are happening and that impact their lives Noah has had a ton of questions about Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. and like, you know, just things that are happening in the world that he kind of is just picking up on. Yeah. And so we'll explain to him what, you know, foreign relations are and stuff like that. And it has, it, what I thought about with him, of course, in this movie was just like, oh, that he's like Noah's age. Yeah, he's because curious. Noah is extremely curious and really wants to know. It's a deeply felt set of right about something, right wrong, yeah. about a specific thing and cares about applications of that right and wrong that he deeply feels yeah and noah is very can you know he's very dedicated to his own citizenship and really Mm, wants to be a good citizen and um informed and all of that and so i really thought like oh that kid is like noah for sure except very religious in a a lot of ways oh yeah Mm -hmm. so anyways they see this rabbit and they're like oh god yeah because we've been having flour bread for however you know long so they go to shoot it and the musket like combusts early and so the dad gets like a shot full of gunpowder to the eye and uh he you know all the stuff and their dog what's the dog's name fowler fowler uh fowler pragmatic farmer dog oh yeah like you are what your purpose is yeah exactly to the dad the goats are always just goats i mean Mm -hmm. the goats are fucking insanely horrifying but I love how the dad has such a blind spot to that oh yeah wasn't that great well and I think too we think about okay so we think about goats as incredibly horrifying yeah but in the 1600s they absolutely would not have thought that's true and the kids would play with yeah can I share something I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna skip a little is that gonna bother you or should I save it because it's goat talk save it save the goat talk but please don't let me forget goat talk because this is very important it's a central part of this film so okay. we probably are not gonna forget that. let's go on um so what else is it oh my god so the rabbit escapes he um they kind of get sorry. knocked back and part of the conversation is i sold your mother's silver cup her most oh, no. prized possession that's not yet that happened before actually with the traps when we say the traps because the the son knows every asset that they have because they are like in desperate times and the well, son's oh. like this is not a part of the assets they understand that we have what is happening? Because the son's scared for the family's survival. And he's just like, I gotta tell you, I sold your mother's silver cup. Um, it was to pay for these traps. That's how we're gonna make money. Because we're not gonna feed ourselves for anything. Even by hunting, we're not gonna feed ourselves. I guess I didn't catch that. Okay. That oh, makes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But like, A, we're gonna eat these small game that we make, and that's gonna keep us alive for a little bit longer. But B, and most importantly, we're gonna get pelts. And mm-hmm. those pelts are gonna make us money, and that's how we're gonna get through the winter is these pelts. And these pelts are going to happen through these traps. And that's why I sold the silver cup part. But, like, you can't tell your mom about that. Blah, 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 Right. And so, and that's a central part of the, that 1600s culture is that, like, oh, now he's asked his son to sin for him and to lie, you know, which is right. huge, right? So, um, 
so they go back and the mother is like freaked out because like oh my gosh the the child was missing yeah. the husband was missing her baby just went missing yeah how the fuck why would anyone do this to her um so then the little boy like covers for his dad and it's just kind of like i oh. saw an apple tree yeah, I saw an I'm apple waiting. tree and we're... I wanted to make you happy. You've yeah. been so unhappy. And so, you know, apples. And the dad lets it slide. He's oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Go get some water for your mom. Yeah. Uh, goes down to the brook, gets water, and we have a conversation between Thomason, our main character, and the, the little brother. Caleb. Caleb. Oh, his name's Caleb. Okay. So Caleb is getting water and they have this like kind of just quick chat, you know, like little what's wrong, nothing, what's wrong, nothing kind of a stuff. But that's not really the important thing here. There are twins, like oh little my God, five and six year old twins. Okay. Question. Yeah. Comment. Is the first time we see them, them running around Hellions, like uh, mm-hmm. Black, uh, what's his name? Black Phillip? Um, something. I, I think it's Black Phillip. Yeah. Uh, but like Black Philip, Black Philip, sing us a song. Black Philip, Black Philip, running around like hellions with the goat, just like wild compared to the farm. I think that's the first time we see the twins. Yeah. So the the twins are always with this goat and stuff like this. Yeah. That was Which... the one time the mo- the movie is very subtle in a lot of ways. That's the one time I think the movie just beat us over the head with it. Like you meet the from one second one, you're like, okay, the twins and this goat, fucking. Yeah. problem well <laughs> twins in a movie yeah twins in a horror, horror movie. movie like mm. where there we, there's established magic in the movie no, no. and there are twins the more there's magic the more it's horror everything the more, more twins, twins are, are a problem yeah get them out yeah so these twins uh the twin girl comes in and she's like hey um and starts questioning the older sister Thomason about kind of what happened. She's like, "This is oh. when she's at the river." At the river, yeah. She's so she like, she gets sent to the river in a very antagonist way from the mom because the mom's like, "Fuck you, Thomason. What are you doing? Just sitting here. You're supposed to control these kids. Running around with the goat. Your your dad has been spooked and he's gotten his things caught. Go to the river." So the mom is really screaming yeah, at Thomason. Go wash everybody's river. goddamn clothes. Yeah. Goddamn, it's Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Cinderella, 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 Cinderella. And by the yeah. way, I hate you because my baby died on your watch. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. A hundred percent. At one point, I was like, fuck this mom. And then I like thought about it for two seconds. And I like, placed my mom, like, myself in her, her shoes. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. I get it. No, I would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so bad. I would be not happy with myself in retrospect. And I wouldn't care. No. I would know it. That I would regret it. And I would just say bad things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She is a extraordinarily bereaved person. Who yeah. is behaving like a bereaved person. So. Um, Very human movie. Absolutely. So the little girl tells um, tells Thomason that she saw a witch. Oh, yeah. A witch flying on a broom. In a subtle movie, the twins are so fucking on the nose. Well, and the thing about it is, is that, like, you kind of just think, like, oh, they look so innocent. They're fine. They did look a little bit innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Thomason... But every word out of their mouth Oh, yeah. Is just it was like, just 100% truth. Yeah. Very true. Like, the twins had a it sense really, of the world around them more than anyone. It really led into the the scripture of, like, from the mouth of babes. Yes. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of scripture. The the writer and slash director, he wrote and directed it. It was his directorial de- debut, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a random note Film about him. Film debut. Film debut. He had written a lot of movies before this, and he was unable to sell any of them. 
The reason why he was unable to sell any of them is because they were too weird. So he decided that he had to write a very formulaic by the book normal movie. This was his formulaic normal by the book movie. And he had such an interest in witchcraft as mm-hmm. a kid and in religion and in history. Kind of like those were like obsessive interests for him. Yeah. That he wanted to do a movie that really explored those. But he decided to make this as his normal formulaic movie so he could get his foot in the door. That's interesting. Um, to where were we in the actual story? Forget. Um, so she's washing the clothes and the twins are coming oh, out. Oh yeah, the twins come out. And you were saying, but you had just said from the mouth of babes. Yeah. And there's a lot of religious christian specific metaphor to this movie mm-hmm. but yes from the mouth of babes the the, the little girl has an extraordinary mercy 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 <laughs> has an extraordinarily real grasp of what's going around her but in a child's like perspective yeah like, well no one takes children seriously yeah i'm the witch of the woods i killed the baby and and, pulled, and put crushed him up so i could fly because i fly and i've seen the witch which is me in the riding cloak yeah. 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 And then uh, Thomason is just kind of like, no, that's crazy talk. And she thinks that she's being antagonized, you know? And yeah. so then she says, no, I'm the witch. I did this. And, you know, talks about how she, she's the one that, you know, she signed a deal with the devil. And I've seen his book. I've yeah. written my name. Exactly. It's a very important line that comes up a lot. I've seen the book. I've written my name. Um, and so, and that just comes from alliteration. Yes. You know, I was, uh, uh, for the listener, I was, um, the, I I acted a little bit in place in uh, high school and the first play I was in was the crucible. Mm -hmm. And the person I played in the crucible was the Reverend Samuel Paris. And Samuel Paris is a real person from history, kind of in the mania of witchcraft in the 1600s. He was a pastor and he sentenced a lot of people or he gave testimony that sentenced a lot of people and very young people to, to death uh, yeah. for witchcraft. But I was just but saying that... <laughs> the book and everything was very central to those witchcraft trials. It's oh, like, yeah. You wrote your book that's official. You, you, you sewn away your soul. Yeah. So um, she talks about writing writing her name in the book and all this stuff and mm-hmm. how she separates somehow from herself and that she actually stole, or went and stole Samuel. Mm-hmm. And she really freaks out her little sister kind of pins her to the ground she's like don't ever talk about this again and also i'm gonna eat your delicious pink flesh like she gets really yeah intense when she says that it was really crazy and it made me wonder i was just like oh wait is she what's happening yeah here, you we know? believe thompson's sincerity at like kind of all times because thompson we're, we're in her head more than Tom- yeah she's our camera to the world yeah. her and caleb to some extent but mostly her uh but uh there are they do a good job of placing a little bit of seeds of doubt where you're just like is this person like actually a witch and maybe doesn't understand that about herself yet? Yeah. Like yeah. It was a, it was really interesting. So anyways, the, the kids go back and they don't tell, you can have my drink. It's fine. Um, they don't tell the mom and dad like, Oh, Hey, Thompson's totally a witch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the mom confronts Thomason about the missing silver cup. Yeah. The missing silver cup um, we later find out belongs to the mother's or belonged to the mother's father yes. and was uh, an inheritance and probably a part of a dowry or something. I think the only thing that she owns is kind of of her former life because yeah. everyone has had to give up everything for this crusade to live in the wilderness, right? Yeah. Everything has been burned away. The glass for the little girl, mm-hmm. you know, and the Caleb, because he so believes his dad, um, doesn't remember 
you, the, the glass didn't exist to him because like this is his, his life and this is his world now but everyone who's a little older has has given something up concretely and the silver well, cup represents the past life too, like you know it took so long for them to go from england to the colonies you know mm-hmm. so it's not yeah, he was too young. He was too young. Yes, I yeah, yeah, totally. It's not just like a, a choice or I don't think he's brainwashed into no, anything. That's very true, but like there is no former world for him, but no. the world they're in now. Yeah. And there is to the people who are older. And that yeah. world is an extraordinary sacrifice. I was just like, no and Eden, I'm we moved into this house with them when they were five four and five. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have zero recollection of having lived any other place it's just like Mm -hmm. a a a weird world to them they're like oh yeah that was a thing yeah Mm, yeah so in any event um the mom like really harps on thomason about this silver cup and thomason is very adamant she's not touched the silver cup she doesn't know where the silver cup is and the mom is you know kind of going crazy about it um albeit five six days after she lost her baby yeah yeah and has not slept yeah uh, yeah, and she hasn't slept. Uh, so the dad has said that she's not been able to sleep, and all she's done is like cry and pray all night. Yeah. So um, extreme religious fervor, but mm-hmm. incredibly believable. I've never yeah, seen a movie no. that explores religious fervor and like religious panic and mania and heartbreak, but in like a very plausible and believable and mm-hmm. empathetic way before. You oh know? yeah. Like even like a Christian movie where someone's upset. Like I have not felt or seen that explored it in a way like it wasn't yeah i really felt like so i had been in in my own life in times of you know emotional crisis physical crisis whatever and i thought that their reactions each time spot on to how i used to act 100 percent. totally agree um so it was and i feel like that made it so real for me i was just like oh shit and you can like totally suspend disbelief to see from anyone's point of view no matter what because people believe different things about the world there's more magic in some people's worlds than others but you can understand it as real Mm -hmm. in anyone's head you're in because of how like really and empathetically and authentically the human characters are are treated so the mom has been praying for herself to be comforted, to have understanding. See the all, plan. Yeah. Under- she's felt love from, from what she believes is Jesus in, mm-hmm. in the past. And she says her heart has been torn to stone yeah. since the death of her son. She can't feel that. She feels like that, that sense, like a whole sense but of But we don't know this yet. It's been cut yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's just been praying. Uh-huh. Um, so she kind of has this moment with Thomason of like, hey, you, you, what happened with the silver cup? You have one fucking job kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, one goddamn job. Uh, so you've lost the baby and now you've lost the silver yeah, cup exactly. is what she ends up saying. And then the dad like kind of snaps. He's like, hey, she didn't lose it. And she said she didn't lose it. That's good enough for it. me. That's she good didn't enough. lose it. Yeah. And uh, the man's word is that that's the final. <laughs> <laughs> that's the final thing we're going to say about this. Uh, so then all of the kids go to bed. And they all are in the upstairs. Mom and dad are in the downstairs. And then they hear mom and dad kind of having a yelling match about, like, just the silver cup, all sorts of things. The dad is like, I don't understand why you can't get over the silver yeah, cup. You gotta yeah, you got to let this go. Yeah. We can't this, live in the past. This is are vanity. Are you still worrying about your child? Yeah. What is given us is today, not yesterday. Ooh, that was Ooh. tough. 
And it's you, 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 you like in any other movie, you would completely demonize that, and you do at that moment. That's one of his lowest moments. He's got a lot of low mm-hmm. moments, but that's a very low one. It's but, also how he is coping. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, you know, yeah. I, I can't say enough how authentically and really characters were, but but it was just still, it was just like ugh. That's ugh. every. Oh, by the way, they are complete. The parents are completely convinced that the children are oblivious. And, Every child is just drinking in every word, even mm-hmm. the even the babies. Like oh, everyone yeah. is reading it, and like the panic that the parents feel is just seeping into the house. Just, oh yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. if you've ever been in a in the house with your parents when they are in a silent argument, it's oh, yeah. like boy, you can cut that shit with a knife. Yeah, yeah. it is no joke. And can you imagine living in the 1600s where literally you can't unplug? You are constantly in it. I mean, uh, there is not a single moment of your day that you're not either devoting to your religion or devoting to your survival. Right. That is it. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that just everything was so palpable, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so in any event. Uh, and real super fast, mm-hmm. working uh, manual labor side by side mm. with folks. Like, you can disagree with them, not like them, or anything like that, but you kind of can't lie to them. If you just, like, give your all in yeah. hard manual work, shoulder to shoulder with, with that person, you have to just say things, because you can't stew on them. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Because it, it's so sensible. I've, I've been in a lot of extraordinarily challenging, very physical labor situations with people, and even if you don't like the people, you, you can't keep things from them in that sort of situation, because yeah. it just... You gotta you, let it out. You can't. Yeah, there's there's no room for, for mm-hmm. any anything like that. Well, I feel like that's one of the things that you know. It, so there's the physical labor and there's the emotional labor, mm-hmm. and when the physical labor is so much that you cannot give the emotional labor. Yeah, you can't for sure. You can't. You've no well, no capacity. That. Yeah, no, no reserves. All. So um, the mom talks about how Thomason now has her period, and she needs to be taken Given into away. town. And set up with a family that she can serve and all that. And, you know, just whatever you can do to get Thomason out of the house she with the mom. She needs to be gone. She needs to get out. Um, which, incredibly sad, you know, yeah. like, from our 2018 perspective. The, the dad loves her, does not want to do this. Caleb really loves her, does not want that to happen. The yeah. twins are goddamn insane. And who knows what they think. Well, they, yeah, they have, we don't know what their perspective is. Yeah. We, we do, we, that's very, I'm curious about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Because in a movie where we really get in everyone's head and really stew in people's heads, we do not get in the twins' heads whatsoever. Mm-mm. Which is interesting. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, part of me was kind of like, well, yeah, that is sad from our 2018 perspective. But that yeah. is what would have happened to girls her age, no yeah. matter and what. And people are, they're trying to frantically feed. Like, mm-hmm. we don't. You are in survival. The mom is in a dark place where she does not come out in a good light because mm-hmm. she's in a very, she's in a lot of pain. But she may honestly be trying to have Thompson live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some part of her. She may just be very pragmatic, and we can't yeah. see that from our perspective. And she certainly does not get along with Thompson in a day-to-day world. But beyond that, mm-hmm. sincerely, this might be Thompson can survive this winter. And here's my plan for Thompson to live. And there are some other things that the mother is kind of reading into Thompson's, yes. you know, uh, life that we don't believe exist. Uh, one a lot of, of those... internalized misogyny in this oh, world yeah. in a very authentic way. So one of the things that you had talked about was the coming of age of the boy and kind of how Thomason is the only person that that per- that he really has to be like, oh, girls 
grow up are to different. look like moms and uh-huh. kind of a thing like that. And um, the mother's perspective on that is, oh, now Thomason is developing breasts. And so she is... A threat to the male members of my family's well, she's eternal ex- survival. Well, she is exhibiting whorish behavior. Right. Um, By existing. Yeah. To, you know, bring down her son first and then to bring down her husband, which uh-huh. um, we see in the final section of the movie. But that's kind of what's going through that mom's mind at that point. I do think the mom would have read her in better faith <clears throat> had just life been a little... You don't think so? I do not think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, And this is kind of what I was thinking about earlier. (coughs) You know, in so many ways, the South has like such antiquated ideas of, um, of what it means to be female, of what it means to be respectful, of what it means to live your faith and all of that. And I remember watching um, the movie Precious, Mm. where... Um, Precious is, um, really quickly, this is a trigger warning for anyone that has been in, uh, a victim of sexual assault. So maybe 15 seconds. Um, Precious is raped by her stepdad over and over, impregnated by her stepdad. And then her mother then says, um, why is he always after you? You stole my husband kind of a thing and it's so fucked up but that was like you know early 90s 80s you know kind of mentality um and that's not that that mentality still exists today of you know people that are like oh because you are now younger and prettier than me you are a threat to me even with your own dad or with my husband and things like that and it's so fucked up i've listened to a lot of my favorite murder mm-hmm. and which is a very dark thing to consume in your mm-hmm. life it's 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 a, it's a real yeah, i can't do it it's it's a lot but the one like i've listened to horrible horrible things in that and that's kind of you can kind of get a shield to it most mm-hmm. of it it's not and you feel that you're immune to it and it's fine but the one that really broke my goddamn heart was a mom who was abusive to her daughters along those lines yeah. and kind of for that reason and that one was in fucking sane i mean they all are but you you're numb to it and you don't feel it let's be respectful of the time limit on that so okay if anyone's there um but in any event um so the mom has a problem with thomason yeah so then the son caleb decides that he is going to save the day uh he is going to go get the traps get the Uh pelts all of these things because 2 a.m the the mother is like no one's going to the fucking woods period uh-huh. and really sets it in stone with the dad and, and the Caleb everybody. is someone who believes in rules more than anyone in this world yeah and he's gonna break rules kind of for a higher like he's going to do extreme sacrifice and extreme risk to himself to, to save his his sister who he cares about he's a lot. going to be disobedient to his mother yeah which that's is something that's like huge right he's gonna put his immortal soul in peril is what he believes yeah to to do this because it's gonna be worth it to save um Thompson. And he also Thomason, who walks in on him, you know, saddling the horse, saddling the horse to go away, and Thomason basically blackmails him into like saying, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm coming with you by saying, "If you don't tell me what's happening right now and let me go immediately, yeah." So he takes her to the woods with him, and they take the musket. Uh, they go into the woods and the dog and the dog. So every asset. Mm-hmm. So all the ass, I guess, except for the axe, but like every asset for survival in this thing is the dog, the horse, 
the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them are in play. Yeah. Well, and not only that, <coughs> think about this too. The only two capable workers outside of the father right now. Yeah. Because the mother is absolutely down and out. She can't be expected to do all of this hard labor, right? Uh-huh. She's grieving. So that's one of the big things. And is the that... twins are joined at the hip with a goat. So well, they they're, can't, they're they children. Can't. And they're also children. Right, they're children. They can't right. harvest. I just want to talk about how goaty they are. They're very goaty. They're goaty and they're goaty. <laughs> they're, <laughs> and they're like the goat or their sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go out into the woods and they check the traps. They get their game. And so it feels like, yes, yes a little we win. did it. Yeah. And then they see the goddamn rabbit. The bunny. It's right there. And it's twitching its nose. It's huge. It's ugly. Yes. The only time I've ever Got seen rabbits eyes. that big are in San Antonio. Um, they look like those big, like, they look, they're jackrabbits. And they're mm-hmm. fucking huge. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it looks like. And the game is small in this forest. Yeah. This this is like not of this forest almost. It's no. just fucking massive and stares you down. Is it not, not of this forest or is there a giant predator in this forest? Yeah, well, it, everything that is a, associated with the witch is a representation of the witch. That's it's scary. just just like yeah. this like fucking massive problem. Mm-hmm. It just like stares you down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I can't remember, but has Thomason seen the rabbit yet? Caleb has, for Caleb sure. Caleb has, for sure. Caleb understands this rabbit and what this rabbit is. Not that what the rabbit is, but like, understand that this rabbit hey, is... Hey, this is that same rabbit that, yeah, you know, my dad this, didn't get. It's a scary. It's a scary thing. Uh, no, I don't think she's seen this rabbit in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So, they both see the rabbit, and Caleb grabs the gun, and he's going to... Or the musket, rather. Mm-hmm. And he's going to shoot the rabbit. Something happens very, and the horse spooks. What I thought was very George W. Bush of I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a rack this time. <laughs> rack stared at my daddy, you know, it's time for me to get a rack. Yeah. <laughs> um the horse spooks and Thomason, Sure sign of witchcraft, right? Well, and Thomason is trying to she's on the horse. Yeah. Uh, Caleb is on the ground. She's trying to catch get a hold of the horse. It's not happening. The horse bucks her off. She falls to the ground, which I mean, sure. It's good, maybe six, seven feet, right? Uh-huh. Falls to the ground, and she's knocked out. Darkness. Darkness. But we see Fowler run after this yeah. rabbit. And and Caleb after Fowler. Yeah. And Caleb is just like, and I gotta get this dog. Deep, 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 deep into these woods. Deep in the woods, lost in the woods, and suddenly we hear the yelp of the dog. A lot of yelping. Yeah. Yeah. And it is not long before... And Caleb has been, like, crawling... Through like a oh, wall of thorns, all just sorts like of stuff. he is in deep in this forest. He is in Maleficent's forest. Yeah, it's cray. So then he sees his dog gutted, and I mean, I mean, like guts, guts ripped out, just like out. ravenously. Ooh, cray. Which leads me to believe that the witch is able to transform from rabbit to witch, rabbit to witch, kind of a thing. Oh yeah, that's what I think. She was very Maleficent in that way, and Maleficent. Was written in the 1500s. Did you know that? She's a character. Maleficent doesn't transform. Yes, she she totally does. Are you kidding me? She she is the dragon. 
She like oh right, right one of her central yeah. powers. Is I was the thinking of like small woodland animals, and I was like, "What are you talking?" No, about? she doesn't <laughs> deign to be small. She usually yeah. chooses to be big because Much she's kind of larger than life. Okay. But yes, transformation is a central power of hers. But she was written in uh, literature time, right? from this exact yeah. time. Yeah. So, okay, so we see him basically lost in the woods, and. Thomason wakes up and now we don't know what's happening with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomason hears her dad yelling at the edge of the woods. She goes, finds her dad. Her dad is so relieved to see her. Where's your brother? Points to the woods. And now we're back with Caleb. And Caleb finds... The most witch-ass looking door that Ooh. there has ever been. If, if this were... If the movie plays on being novel and being familiar, Ooh. and it really plays being familiar very well. It Other was... movie, a lesser movie would overdo or underdo being familiar. This movie yeah. is the right amount of familiar, and you understand when you're as the audience member looking at that, like, no, that's a witch's door. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like you expect that Hansel and Gretel have been it's a very handsome Gretel. I immediately thought that. Yeah. I also thought Sword in the Stone, Arthur, like, like it's that witch's hut too. Mm. Like you can imagine a witch poking this the thing with broom being like, I hate sunshine. I hate it. Uh, so I thought, first of all, I thought Hansel and Gretel. Uh, the next thing that I thought was the um, Billy Crystal from The Princess Bride. Okay. It looked exactly like their little yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we see a figure coming out in a red hood uh-huh. so we know it's the goddamn witch yeah but she is young as shit she uh-huh. is now 26 year old australian model <laughs> uh having soaked in the youth of this babe uh-huh. into her skin and she walks up to him and i'm like okay Maybe this isn't terrible. She doesn't seem too... Is that what you thought? Well, she didn't seem aggressive of like, okay. Oh, I thought this person is food that is being picked around on the plate with a fork. That's immediately what I thought. Really? Like, he is some peas that is being dunked in the mashed potatoes and swirled in the gravy because that's going to taste better. Like, I completely saw him as prey during this whole scene. Oh, man. So I... I understood he was going to be consumed so I did not I did not think that I thought like oh man is this gonna be you know like her basically sending a message to like get the fuck out of my forest mm. kind of a thing you know I didn't know not me like this was hers yeah and she was not gonna let what was hers go well and it doesn't take long for me to get on board yeah with you. so um anyways she kind of walks up to the boy and he walks closer and I'm like oh shit no now he's walking in now we've turned into some kind of a siren stitch because you don't walk to a witch. You are summoned to a witch. Uh That's period. That's all there is, right? So um, he walks up and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And like at this point, I'm so scared. I start texting and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to text what's happening in this movie to my friend. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I look up and she is kissing him and I'm like, no, this but the is hand not that reaches around to pull him in is like the we understand to be the witches, the ninety year old witch's hand. Oh yeah, because we've seen the same hand. Yeah, we've seen that hand. Hold a knife over this person's younger brother, and to be like kind of sensually caressing and the pull strongly viscera in. all over, and then now she's got his head, and it's just like oh shit, and then we go to black. 
I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so scary. Yeah. So now Thompson. This, this, this show does a great job of primal horror with the witches yeah. every time. Thomason is now on the hook for losing her two younger two brothers. Younger brothers. <laughs> and uh, and the silver cup. Just everything. The silver cup. She's got a real Eve the horse. bit the apple, a- oh, yeah. apple situation. Uh, yeah. Deliberately so because there's intense scriptural metaphors of the family. Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. Um, so then the twins end up talking at some point to Thomason about the goat talking to them. Yeah. And how, you know, like, oh, well, we talked to... Yeah, we talked to Black Phillip. Yeah. to All King the time. Ba- to King Black Phillip. King Black Phillip. Very respectful. The yeah. These twins were just like, God damn fucking hellions are extraordinarily respectful of their goat friend who they are constantly with mm-hmm. who is huge huge and aggressive yeah huge and aggressive and constantly getting out of the pen uh-huh uh so the goats have to be bedded down and the sheep have to be bedded down each night uh so they're allowed to graze roam around and then you get back in the shed so you're not devoured okay. can we have goat time yeah we can have goat time okay. so i every summer uh from when i was um Mm-hmm. Like five, six, very little until I was like maybe 12, 13. So those those prime Caleb years. Mm-hmm. I went to my great-grandparents' farm in Idaho. Okay. And it was a huge farm. It was a very productive farm from when they first had this farm in, I think, the 1930s mm-hmm. or something until like very recent up until that time. This was the 90s when I was hanging on this farm. But, or, or until before then, like a decade before then. So it had been completely abandoned and just un, in disarray and unkept for some years up to my time being there. But I was there. There was a machine shop straight out of the 70s. There was a car graveyard with cars from every era of car. Really interesting um, kind of place. Um, and I would just be wild and free on this farm for the whole summer that I was on this yeah. farm. And I got into situations that I understand later are dangerous. Like I crawled around hay barrel giant stacks that had been abandoned for months or years. Do you understand how many children died in rural areas from doing that mm-hmm. in their childhood? A lot of kids died from doing that. You could be sucked into them and just like suffocate very yep. easily. I crawled all over and inside of them, like mm-hmm. all kinds of things. I crammed up giant trackers to be. Did you guys have like uh, poisonous snakes and stuff out there, or not I really? I don't think so. There... So here. The poisonous snakes are the the bigger oh. issue. In Idaho, you would suffocate. Like children would basically drown in in, in old hay mm, from the little mm-hmm. farms, and it happened. To, like there's a real risk of death from that. But I would just do it. But the other thing that there were was goats, and there were goats in pens. Mm-hmm. And I hung out with goats constantly when I was that age. Yeah. And uh, there was one goat I hung out with in particular. His name was Strawberry, and I'd ride Strawberry. I was like eight, and I would ride a goat on its back like it was a mount. Well, I was uh, six, mm-hmm. and I would ride our blue healer, Blue, uh-huh. all around our farm. Yeah. yeah. And if you get a connection with a goat, oh, yeah. and you understand it, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You and I get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. We're country people, yeah. I suppose. So I was exactly that age, like of both the twins' age and of Caleb's age. Yeah. And I was very close friends with a goat that was wild and feral to everyone else, but not to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, I remember, I, I, I've rarely seen that depicted in media, but I understand that's something that can happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways, that was my goat talk I wanted to talk about. Um, 
So they talk about talking to the goat. The goat talks to them. The goat tells them secrets. Blah, blah, blah. But it's really played off in the film from the adult's perspective as they're playing. This is playtime. This is children doing children things. And we've all had a goat that understood us, right? Right. You know, you and I have. Yeah. Well, and I bet you everybody <laughs> yeah, else has had some true. kind of an animal connection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Thomason is really having it out with her mom her mom is pissed at her uh uh, once her out of the fucking house and thomason is like hey i really want to make you happy um i'm gonna let me bed down the goats anything will please you even though it's raining cats and dogs and the mom is even like i love you so much that's sweet of you that is so sweet moment yeah don't go out there it's okay don't worry about it but thomason is like no no i'll do it i'm gonna go that's fine Thompson goes outside, and she's bedding down the goats, and then she hears this, like, outside. She walks outside, and then she sees, in the rain, her naked brother kind of leaned against, as though he was delivered, Uh uh, against the fence post. So she calls for her father, they bring him in, and now the praying begins yeah. and this one i also really identified with. oh yeah um so i've had very scary experiences with both of my children um when they were very young and where i just thought like oh my god the only thing that can save this person is god himself you know mm. and so you just pray hard and i think many people have done that i don't mm-hmm. think that's you know parents don't have a, a corner on praying hard in a time of crisis but oh it was very very real uh-huh. i was just like holy shit this is crazy sauce so they've got uh they've got him upstairs um they're kind of bandaging him up he's got scrapes all over him and you see on his lips oh yeah like bite marks oh, all around his lips so bad like the witch just pulled him in and just ripped part mm-hmm. of his face and that um and there's scratches all over his arms but like i feel like they're less pronounced at first they become more pronounced yeah a little later it's really crazy he doesn't seem to be bleeding is no the thing. not at first at all uh-uh um so then they do these prayers all this stuff and then the she, the mom cuts him, his head, so she oh, can bleed him. Yeah, she bleeds him. Yeah, uh-huh. it's really crazy. And they're praying over him. They're praying over him. What's going on, Thompson? What's going on? We gotta pray over him. Pray over him. Um, what's going on? And then I, is I think that he starts starts to wake up. No, no, they totally leave the whole. Yeah, attic. they leave the whole attic, and they're all outside. And the kids start talking about the goddamn goats again. Yeah. And are just like playing. And Thomason has this really like antagonistic relationship with mercy the twin girl where and you know if you've been around teenagers they just don't fucking want to deal with little kids and they get so annoyed by everything Uh and so she gets annoyed by this little kid who wants to just sing songs and say silly things and uh and then you know the kid is just like i'm gonna keep doing what i want to do because i'm a child you Uh know and the mother is just constantly stressed and like, I don't fucking give a and shit about any of this. the kids are kind of at a of breaking this. point of just conflict. And yeah. then we just hear a scream from inside. Is that scream it? Scream inside. Crazy they run sauce. back in. He's becoming awake. Yeah. 
the scratches are different now. They're like filling with blood. Yeah. Kind of all over the place. Now he's bleeding. Uh-huh. Um, but then like he just seems very conscious. Everyone's like, oh, thank God. And then he starts convulsing, saying weird shit. And almost like he's experiencing some sort of orgasm. It was Real oh, weird. I didn't get that. Get oh, you that didn't think so? Mm. I thought that. Well, he did. Yeah, he did kind of shake with like all oh, this. Yeah, I just. I, I guess I didn't assign any sexuality to it. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it was like a sexual thing, but I think it was a, a very sensual. He he was overcome in many different ways. In yes. fear, in terror, in in like I'm just overcome with the moment, and you know. Yeah. And it was and reliving maybe the moments with the wildly witch. between. Um, different extremes and uh, a lot of yelling of she she did it this that mm. uh, the axe the axe can cut her head yeah, there's a lot of repeating of the axe the axe is super important the axe will cut her head the small sword will cut her cut off her the head. large the large axe will cut her head the small axe will cut her head something like that yeah so if no he talks about the small sword the small sword for sure we gotta re replay that because he was kind of in like a game of thrones drowned jester yeah. kind of a thing it was pretty crazy talking about the world a little bit um so in any event this is happening and the twins are up there with thomason thomason's kind of holding them back because the boy is like convulsing doing all this weird shit the dad is like get the fucking kids out of here yeah, you know get the kids go 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 get out but this. nobody leaves and then the twins turn on Thomason, and yeah, they're like, she, did, she this. did this. She told me she was a witch. She, she told me she was the witch of the witch. Oh, she told me she stuff. wanted to eat me. Mm-hmm. She, she, she told me not to tell you. She, like, it's like every red flag thing that is very articulately laying up this case against Thompson. And the mother and the, in the middle of this, believes it. In the yeah. middle of this, Caleb is kind of saying, she's coming for me. She's doing this. And he's been saying she unrelated to Thompson. And he doesn't understand what's happening around him. No, but suddenly the she seems to be like almost collaborating the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very specific she that every child in the room is saying has harmed them. Yeah. It, it's like really chilling. So then the boy starts convulsing and like starts coughing, coughing, or like trying to get something out of his throat. The dad, like, kind of pats him on the back, gets this thing out, and it is a rotten apple. Yeah. Which I thought was so good. I was like, oh, shit. How did the witch know that that conversation happened, you know? Uh-huh. And so it leads you to think, like, oh, wait a minute. Those fucking twins are goddamn crazy because that goat is legit. It has the same eye color as the rabbit. Yeah. and. Like, like, we ended up pausing so you could go get a drink or whatever. Yeah. We paused. And it was right on the goat's face. And the goat was just, like, glaring at the camera. Or, like, just, like, intently, like, looking at. Not, like, past like animals do. But, yeah. like, directly looking at in a very intense way. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, shit. That's the that's the demon. That's the such and yeah. such. And you were like, oh, my gosh. That's so uh, same eyes. Yeah, same exact eyes. Uh, they start praying over Caleb, and he's he's screaming about she, and then also about his Lord, Lord Jesus that he's, mm-hmm. he's going to meet soon. This, that, the other, the axe, and the sword, and they start to try to pray, and they go through this very familiar pray. And as the twins, as they start trying to participate, just the Lord's prayer. Yeah, the twins, as they start to try to participate in this prayer, like stop very abruptly and I say, cannot. "I can't. I'm I don't being stopped. It. I don't remember. These words are gone from my mind. I don't mm-hmm. have them anymore. I can't do it." And then they accuse, again, Thompson of witchcraft, and they begin convulsing. And they're sort of here a little bit, but mostly they're just gone. And then they eventually become completely gone, just totally seized up. Yeah. 
So they start convulsing on the floor and as well. Before they got a little bit, Thompson is like screaming at them, like just like really breaking at them in, in horror and fear. Like, yeah. do this. Come on. You like, pray. It, you got the words. Well, yeah. and even when they start convulsing, she's like, cut this out. Stop you know, this. Stop this. Yeah. You, you little evil creatures. You, uh-huh. know, whatever. you brother rats. God damn it. Yeah. So the uh, mother, father, <sighs> Thomason grab hands. They have the Holy Trinity around this this young boy as he is convulsing and then he dies. Mm-hmm. He is gone. And the mother is fucking out of her mind. Thompson tries to come near them at one point and she's just like, don't you touch me. Get out. Get away. Just screaming as much as she can scream at Thompson. Yeah, it was crazy. Thompson is the person who is witched in their language. Mm-hmm. Everything in that woman's life at that point. In her mind. Yeah. That's a reality. And there's a lot of this movie of grappling with people's realities. Mm-hmm. You have to understand her reality in that moment. The movie forces you to, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thompson then flees the home. Um, goes out to this tree, you know, falls, cries, her dad follows her. And we experience a really sweet moment between her and her father of like, hey, this is going to be okay. This tree is going to be beautiful come springtime. Remember how beautiful it was? It's going to be great. We're going to finish the barn. We're going to do and this. She, well, not we. Like, the barn will be finished. She slowly comes to understand that he's painting a vision so she can understand what the farm, what barn will look like when she's not there. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that we're we're led to believe that this is a very sweet moment uh-huh. between father and daughter and that he is, you know, gently telling her like, hey, all of these good things are going to happen, blah, 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 blah. but I need you to be honest with me. Yeah. You need to tell There's me There's an abrupt turn where she immediately starts crying and you just can understand that like oh, she knows so that the Inquisition bad. is there with her. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Uh-huh. So, um... I fucking loved her response to this. Yeah, where he uh, says truth. I want truth from you. Yeah. He's like, you know, just over and over, I didn't raise a witch. I didn't do all this, you know, and you know, all this bullshit. And he's like, just tell me the truth. If you tell me the truth, then Jesus Christ can save you. All this stuff. And she's like, you want the truth? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, the truth is that you can't farm. The truth is you can't hunt. The truth is we're all goddamn dying and uh-huh. it's your fault. Yeah. The truth is you sold the cup and then you blamed it on me and you let me get railed for it, uh-huh. you know? And only when it was already too late did you own up to any of your lies and deceits. Yes. You, know, like, you took our brother into the woods. Yeah. You taught him You showed him, him where the traps were. Yeah. Oh, man. Had enough truth for you. I think she said something to that effect at some point. And then the first curse of the, of the uh, movie comes out when he exclaims at her well you bitch kind yeah. of thing and i was like whoa god dang yeah that's terrible uh so then dad ends up going up to the mom talking to her like what do you want to do she's like i want to go home i want to go to england and he's like oh fuck i can't do that yeah you know? okay well we're gonna go back to this going back to this colony that we were at before i will make amends we're gonna do what we can to get back in right we'll leave first light in the morning yeah that that's it um but he's really afraid of these children and thomason comes back into the house and starts yelling about the children's like hey here's the truth is that she said i was a witch of the woods she said i bathed my broom in baby's blood she said like sam was this she said this and that the other mm-hmm. so she tells the truth about what actually oh, happened the, to baby the twins sam. with the goat she specifically says the twins and the goat they, the they whisper the goat. to the goat the goat whispers back and what is the devil? The devil comes in the 
form. She quotes of scripture the goat. quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Quotes a lot of scripture, all this stuff. And then the dad picks up the little boy and is like, I will murder blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, I can't remember exactly yeah. what he says. The but... anger at the little children is different than the anger at Thompson. The mm-hmm. anger at Thompson is like, uh, yeah, he's being awful and scary. It's the 1600s. But, like, there's a wanting to believe Thompson that is not there for the little children. <laughs> like, yeah. There's some people that like Thompson, and he's one of the people who likes Thompson. And you know what I mean? Yeah, Thompson is, is definitely a favorite. For yeah, him. for sure. Um, and not those, ch- not those not, twins. Not the little shits. So, and those twins are just little shits yeah, the whole for sure. time. So, in any event, he picks up the little boy twin and talks about how he's going to just skin him alive, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're conscious. Ah, oh, we're scared. <sighs> so then the dad is just like, all right, we're leaving tomorrow. But guess what, you motherfuckers? All y'all three are going into the goddamn barn. And he throws Thomason and the twins twins into the goat Goat barn. And then he nails them shut in the goat barn. And Thomason and everyone watch through the cracks as their mom and dad bury their brother. And I'm like, fuck, that's tough, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, it'll be fine. And Thomason the whole time is like, no, they're the bad ones. I'm not safe yeah, in here. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, you'll be safe. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and he just thinks like he didn't raise any witches. It's going to be fine. Uh-huh. You know, goats don't turn into devils. And I think the saddest and most honest part of this film was when they're burying their son and you know like i've been watching so much media that like oh it's the same age as my own children kind of a thing and noah is like that exact same age and so they're burying him and they throw there they put the body in and then they throw the dirt over it and the mom after that first handful of dirt just crawls into the grave and is just sobbing and so upset just once you know and i'm like that is the most real thing. Because in my mind, I was just watching and I was like, God, what would it take? I would crawl into that grave. I would just be so devastated. How could you go on? You know, it's mm-hmm. so crazy. And I know that she had three other children to take care of. But like, to me, it just seems like, God, the grief would be so consuming. You know, you, you couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she crawls into the grave, I was like, oh my God, that is exactly how I would, how I would respond. You know, just 100%. Um, the mother does not stay in the grave. Um, they get out and the mom and dad go to sleep. Right? Right. And then shit goes crazy. Uh-huh. I think first that happens is from the mom's perspective. And we're not sure if it's morning or if it's still night. Yeah. But she quietly wakes up and quietly gets out of bed. And the first thing, remember I noticed it? Mm-hmm. The very first understanding that you have that something supernaturally bad is happening is the silver cup that is on the table. Yeah. And that's just like, no. And she what? recognizes it. I don't, does she see the silver cup? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what brings her out of like the stupor of like I'm just waking up she sees a silver cup and then that brings her attention to the other corner yeah where Caleb is holding Sam Mm -hmm. on the chair and they're just kind of sitting there and she comes up and she's like I'm so happy to see you 
it's so good to see you. We have to tell your dad he's going to be so happy yeah. that you're just here. It's going to be so great. And then Caleb is just in the breathy kind of whisper of just like, no, no, <laughs> don't tell him. Would you like to see us more? And she has to consent to that. Like, yeah. Okay, we'll visit you more kind of a thing. And then they bring up the book. Yeah. It's just like, well, if you could see us a lot more. Do you want to read this book with us? us Oh, it's so crazy. And of course, like, she just lost both of them. Yeah. Of course she's going to say and do anything 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 she can to cope, you know? And the only reason she doesn't sign the book right there and then is because Sam seems to be hungry and needs to nurse. And so she nurses Sam at her breast. Yeah, so she pulls Sam to her breast and... Um, we cut away before we, cut. we have any revelation, and then we're in the uh, in the goat barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twins are way up against the wall, and they have been for the entire time. And they're just there. The black goat is kind of near them, and she's there, and she's like looking around. And is it that we wake up that there's something going on with the white goat? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So what happens is oh, there's like rustling outside of the barn. Yeah, the there's. So there's the rustling outside of the barn, but you see that the children are intently focused on the black goat. Oh, yeah. And then their heads turn simultaneously to look over at Thomason and the white goat that Uh are across the way. And Thomason looks over and she sees the naked witch. Naked witch is at the white goat, just just going away, either eating or drinking from the goat. We have no idea, really. Just viscerally consuming the goat in some fashion sort of a thing. And then the children call the witch by her name. Say Flora? Yes. They just kind of say questioningly, just like so, like, yeah. That was, so there's a lot of shocking moments in this movie. This was the most shocking moment of the yeah. movie to me. Is that the little twins see the witch and immediately call her by name and recognize her. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So... Yeah, it was nuts. We get uh, full face of Flora, and Flora just laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. Mm-hmm. Then I think we go back to the mom. Thomason blacks out Thomason for whatever out. reason. Mm-hmm. Thomason is out. Uh, then we go back to the mom who we left her sitting in the chair nursing yeah. Sam, and it's a raven. I think. A raven pecking at her breast. Yeah, it was bloody, bleeding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cut, and we're at morning. And we see the dad wake up. And the night before, oh, I'm sorry. The night before, the dad does this huge prayer in front of his wood cutting shed. Oh, yeah. Talking she about. She sees the slates and the thing. <coughs> yeah, no, her dad is, or Thomason is watching her dad. How pride is a central sin. How pride is just yeah. getting everything down. Which 100%, sure, pride is what caused his family to be in this sitch. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, if you had just towed the goddamn line said you're sorry or whatever your family would not have been exiled everyone else has to accept religious bullshit they don't believe or want yeah it's just the one male dude mm-hmm. kind of has been the source of the religious bullshit and doesn't feel like he has to accept it yeah. from the people which is an indignity that everyone is made to suffer he just cannot suffer it himself yeah and the the governor as he's credited in the credits specifically says pride to him like kind of condemns him with the label of pride as he leaves the town at the mm-hmm. very beginning yeah, he's it's it's all pride. He believes. Is that when he says he'll eat dirt? Yeah, and then lick he the dust of the earth. Licks the dust of the earth and like eats like two handfuls of dirt. Yeah, like so much that he t- his talking for the rest of it is just like really labored talking because of mm. the dirt of it. He compares himself to the job. The wife has compared 
him to Job and her to Job's wife, yeah. disparagingly to her. She's got a lot of internalized misogyny um, before in, in, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, the dad wakes up, goes outside to we his see morning whiz. The mom that she's got like blood just soaked one side of her her mm-hmm. blouse. Yeah, the left side, which is the side that she nursed Sam uh-huh. and this raven, I guess. Yeah, uh, from he goes outside, and... and we are focused on his face. We don't yeah. see anything, but we just see him like taking in whatever horror this is. Yeah, and he sees, uh, I think we could look up from his perspective a little bit after we see that he's seeing something disturbing to him. And there's disemboweled goats. And the goat's head is just burst open, ripped open. And uh, uh, Thompson is uh, is, uh, is like unconscious and there's blood on her. It looks like it's on her hands and there's the goats everywhere. And he's just drinking in this horror. And then he is attacked by the black goat. Yeah, just mouls him yeah it's called what is it called it's gored yeah so he was gored gored. by this goat and i mean it's hardcore bad this goat takes him in and you see like oh both horns into his abdomen and ripped out Uh uh-huh and uh like that's it dude is done he's just spitting up blood it's like in his lungs oh everything you can tell from the way he's choking on the words it's so bad yeah. So then um, Thomason wakes up, kind of sees what happens next. The goat fucking backs up, rams him again. And what's so poetic is that it rams him into the firewood. Well, he has a brief opportunity to have the axe and kind of go after oh, the right, goat right. with his dying breath. Yeah. And uh, Caleb, in his dying death throes, was saying, look, like, the axe, you can go for the head. Mm-hmm. That's something he said again and again and again. And he has this moment where he could, and he doesn't. And he instead, as a martyr, compares himself to Job again, which is sort of a self-serving, yeah. uh, kind of prideful view of his life. Also, which is really interesting, because all that he wanted to do was save his children. And that's what he was praying about the night before. Just like, do whatever you can to, to take me, Lord, but save my children, mm. kind of a thing. He has the opportunity to do that, and then he doesn't. Yeah. Talks about him being Job and mm-hmm. falls backward into the woodpile, which kind of buries him. Yeah. So uh, then we don't see the goat again. The Thomason goes over. Not for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Checks on her dad and then. She's kind of lovingly with her dad. She has blood to like her wrists hardcore. Yeah. And is like with her dad who has just been killed sort of a thing. Looks bad. And then the mother comes out. Attacks her. Mm-hmm. Screaming at her. It's like physically uh, assaulting her, hitting her. To this mother's perspective, this girl is now completed killing everyone. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, they have a a, a fight. I mean, yeah. the mother feels like she's you know killing a witch, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and the girl ends up taking her own you know little knife that she would keep on her person, all that good stuff. And uh, she slices at her mom's face. The mom is spraying blood all over Thomason's face. She's trying to choke her. Yeah. And then she begins, that's when she begins choking her. You you had alluded to this, but she had talked about how she had whorishly or or sluttishly tried to take her brother and then was going to take her her dad sort of a thing. And Thomason is just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, you what know? the fuck? What is happening the, All here? Thomason says, to, in defense of her mom, the words that she says oh, over and over so again, sad. is, I love you. Yeah. As her mom is really sincerely trying to kill her. Yeah. 
it was really sad. It was, I think, a really um, interesting portrayal of abuse, especially child abuse, because the child loves their parent, yeah. you know, and they don't understand why this is happening to them. And they're just conflicted, you know, about what's actually happening yeah. to them. Um, so then Thomason uh, plunges the knife into her mother's After the times. mother, yeah. Only after the mother goes full, I'm gonna full sh- throttle, gonna su- suffocate you out, choke yeah. you out. Um. So then Thomason is alone. Uh, she she immediately goes back to the family table. Blood just soaked her up. Just takes no effort to clean herself. Lays her head down on the table and falls asleep. Yeah. I think she does tell her dad something I found interesting, which is like, I can't tell you the, the horrors of the night, sort of a thing. Which I found interesting. Cause mm-hmm. There's a little thing of like lost time and lost knowledge. And she had some of that. And that, that's a little bit sideways. And she does remember the witch coming from the sky. She does remember the witch coming from the sky. She remembers some things, but there's like a blacked out things. Yeah. Wakes up covered in blood. So, yeah. anyways, she falls asleep at the, at the kitchen table. Uh, wakes up in the evening. Sometime, pitch black, yeah. goes outside, sees goes the goat outside. outside of the goat thing. The goat walks into the goat thing very purposefully. Like, she's assigning a lot of purpose to this goat that she maybe wasn't before when mm-hmm. she's in the goat. She follows the goat. And she says, I conjure you to speak to me. Yeah. King Black Philip. Yeah, so, yeah, they... She goes through that a couple of lines, uh, talk to me the way that you talk to Mercy... Uh, and it was his name, Jonah or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk to me in that same fashion. And then again and again and again, she asked that a couple times. And then we hear the voice of the goat. What do you want? And she's like, "What can you give me?" Yeah. Which I thought was such a good question. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I feel like that doesn't get asked. You know, all the time yeah. of like, oh, I have uh, this crazy thing happened to me and I don't ask like well what what are the limits of what you can give me and I thought the the in the interesting thing that the goat responds is do you want to taste butter and really appeals to this person that Thomason remembered being of uh-huh. like having creature do you comforts. want to have dresses do you want to have a nice dress do you want to see the world do you want do you to see want the to world do you want to live deliciously yes That's the very last way that it kind of sums it up and she does yeah. and um well i feel like she she is ex- yes accepting. she does she, she is also, like, the sense of going into the shed of, like, total defeat of having extinguished every other light in mm-hmm. the universe, too. Of just, like, I want to not have the world be eating me in yeah, some sense, too. Yeah. The, the movie is just so great that you can assign multiple motivations to anything anyone does, which I think is really awesome. And you can, like, like yes, I want to live deliciously. You can assign that, too. You can also assign to a... I have no home, and this world is going to crucify me of of anything that it can do to to do it. Please help me find a world that doesn't want to swallow me whole. So then we see not a goat, but a boot. Yeah. Walk around her. A very, like, extravagant. Yeah. Extravagant boot. And then we we are revealed to, I I guess, the, the person that is revealed is apparently Satan- you know, I guess, I guess. some sorcerer, or whatever King Black Philip is. Yeah, whatever King Black Philip is, um, that's who who is there. 
sexy as fucking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sign the goddamn book. You know, <laughs> what, whatevs. And what's so crazy is she, this is the first time we learned that Thomason is not literate. And so oh, yeah. she's just like, I can't write my own name. And he's like, oh, I'll guide you. <laughs> yeah, I'll guide your hand. And he makes her disrobe first before yeah. the book is produced. Once she does, that book is produced. And I can't sign my name. Which, mm-hmm. just illiterate, illiterate or like, I'm unable to perform this action. Sure. For whatever reason. Again, like, there could be multiple motivations aside. I will guide your hand. Yeah. And then the next thing we see, Thomason is running to the woods, and she's completely naked, and she finds a coven of witches. Yeah, screaming, thrashing of a spire of the moonlight. Oh, I would say dancing. Dancing. You know, whatever. Um, and then singing. singing all these things. And she, we get a nice close-up of Thomason's face, and she starts... Still covered in her mother's blood. Yeah laughing and then we see that she's levitated up to like this really high uh-huh. oh and the goat walks with her all the way the oh yeah the like goat step is behind step her with, the looks back time. at her purposefully mm-hmm. a bunch of times the goat at one point becomes anthropomorphized we're no longer oh, yeah. like, a, like a goat and acts like a human the goat's been acting like a human guiding her away. Mm-hmm. that's where all the budget for went no, kidding <laughs> uh, so yeah that's the last thing that we see and then thomason is laughing that's it. Oh, we we do pan up and we do see the witch. Like, specifically Flora is in the air above them. Oh, see, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. As they do the final pan up, Flora is just standing above this entire coven. Okay. Mm-hmm, as well. So there's, there's King Black Phillip and Flora are the major players. But there's a whole bunch of other witches that are just kind of in this coven as well. Interesting. I need to rewatch that. I'd be really interested to see how that aligns with the tarot cards and stuff and how many people are actually there. It's a chalice. There's mm-hmm. swords. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of things. Well, so <clears throat> the movie ends on that thing. And Sam, what was your, your perspective before I talk to you about mine? Oh, a perspective about what? About the film. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was deeply human. I thought it was powerful. Thought it was scary. That was so fucking scary. Yeah. That was very terrifyingly, atmospherically horror, horrifying mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very scary. Um, I thought it was, like you said, perfectly human. I thought it was so, it's so well represented, um, a religious point of view that was not trite. You yeah, know? for sure. It was really great. Um, the thing that I really liked is that at the end of the film, I think that the horror film ended on such a beautiful note because I was just like, oh, it all makes sense because she was so unhappy with her life and she was and praying. praying to escape that life specifically. Yeah, she wanted to not feel the way that she was feeling because she was disobedient to her parents, wasn't doing her chores and wasn't praying enough and was praying to be praying more. And something heard her mm-hmm. so who cares what it was you know she thought you know god was hearing her but you know the thing about that is is that like well yeah so maybe god does hear you but what else does and which one of those things are actually going to answer your call and the thing that answered her call was like oh cool well i can help you get out of this but i gotta get rid of all this family shit first uh-huh. And one by one, her entire family is just fucking picked off. But 
she then gets fulfillment. She gets her chosen family and, you know, all this other stuff. I thought it was really nice. I thought it was a great, like, yeah. Cool. There's this kind of thing where you kind of trust the rules of the movie at some point, and mm-hmm. you totally trust that she is exempted from harm in like most of the moral peril situations. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you feel like it's not just main characterism, it's something more than that, right? Yeah. There's this profound sense that there is this horror that can consume, but is not out she is not prey in that world. Yeah, no. I think that the whatever it was was serving her I guess her not wish. her will, but yeah, her wish. And, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and the darkness called back, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we need to go to sleep. Is that what you want? <laughs> I want to live sleepily. You want to live sleepily? I am also quite tired, and I want to go to bed. Thanks for listening to us in the longest podcast of all time. Yeah, the longest podcast of all time. <clears throat> maybe longer than the film The Witch. <laughs> Possibly longer than the film The Witch, which was excellent. You should watch it. If you listen to us and did not see it first, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Shame on you. Good night. Good night. <sighs>